right, everybody, welcome back to the Birds and the Beers. Today is April 1st. We are five games in to the baseball season <clears throat> for St. Louis Cardinal baseball. And uh, been an interesting weekend. You know, we've seen some flashes of brilliance. Paul Goldschmidt is playing absolutely out of his mind right now. Colton Wong has much improved this year. The Brewers are really, really good. I'm going to cover all that uh, as we go on in this episode, but I'm going to go ahead and open this week's beer, which is Strawberry Year 2 Blend from American Solera out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, they're a brand we've recently started carrying at Cask, which is the uh, craft beer shop that I work at here in Cape Girardeau. So we're going to go ahead and pour that up, and then we're going to get started. Some really nice color on this. This is a two-year-old sour beer aged in oak with strawberries. Uh, I like the looks of it, and I can smell it uh, you know, with my face about a foot away from it, so I'm excited to get to drinking this. Uh, I'm going to start out talking about uh, Cardinals Nation, you know, particularly Cardinal Twitter uh, in general. So because of my Twitter habits, I get a lot of of suggested tweets from other Cardinal fans, other Cardinal accounts, and I'm seeing absolutely nothing but blatant negativity. Uh, already we're talking about Mike Schilt uh, being extended, that being a mistake. Uh, we're talking about DFAing Fowler. We're talking about DFAing Ozuna. And <clears throat> we're five games into the season, and we've actually played pretty decent baseball considering the outcome. I mean, sitting at 2-3 and three after playing Milwaukee, who were playing absolutely unbelievably in that series. Um, you know, I, I'm, I think we're overreacting as a fan base, and you know that's what we tend to do uh, as Cardinal fans. You see it every single year, people that are already out on the Cardinals in week one. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, the team that you uh, have seen in this Milwaukee series is not the team that's going to show up down the stretch. Uh, you know, there were uh, several really, really good individual performances, and I think we're going to lock into that down the stretch. Uh, really encouraging start from Michael Waka. What we saw from him yesterday in the... Uh, series uh, bookend with Milwaukee. Uh, you know, he had all four pitches working, and if he can stay healthy, you know, he was a Cy Young contender through the first half of the season last year. Uh, that's been his ceiling the entire time he's been in the league. He's had a hard time staying healthy. Uh, I, I just – I see this every year, and it always kind of gets to me a little bit because we're supposed to be the best fans in baseball, but really we just kind of sound like crybabies uh, right off the bat. So – uh, I just wanted to address that because we have a good team. We're a much improved team compared to last year, and I, I don't think that there's any reason to get down on this team yet. Uh, you know, Adam Wainwright didn't look great today, but who expected anything else? The the man's 37. Uh, I think signing him was really more of a goodwill offering this year. Uh, and, you know, here in a couple of years, he'll be wearing a red jacket on opening day. And we'll be talking about the Cardinals Hall of Fame. You know, he's going to go down as one of our franchise's greatest players. I don't think we'll see him in the starting rotation even a month, month and a half from now. I think this is an experiment, and we have the pitching depth to not have to do that. So I, I don't think you'll see another start from Adam Wainwright. Uh, 
or you'll see another start from Adam Wainwright. I just don't expect a whole lot more. Uh, Dakota Hudson didn't have an outstanding outing, but this was really one of his first big league starts. He only made a handful last year. I expect that to look better down the stretch. Uh, Jack Flaherty is going to do better down the stretch. I think we all just need to uh, to examine that Milwaukee series and you know really come to terms with the fact that they're one of the best teams in baseball. Uh, I see us competing for the division lead. Honestly, I, I think we are as good as Milwaukee. We just haven't figured that out yet. But you know, I, if we get a wild card and get into the playoffs, anything can happen. Uh, I'm. I'm not as worried as a lot of people are, and I'm certainly not going to get on Twitter and make these outrageous claims that we need to fire our coach and cut Ozuna and all these different things. Uh, I am concerned about Ozuna's shoulder. He's not looked right throwing. He hasn't had a lot of offensive production yet, but five games into the season, you know, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, one guy I do want to talk about that's playing absolutely out of his mind right now is Colton Wong. And you know, that's been talked about for so long, uh, Colton Wong's potential, what he could do as an everyday guy in the lineup. And what we've seen so far is three home runs, about a 560 average. I think his OPS is somewhere around 1,500. And obviously, he's going to regress to the mean. But I, I think you could be talking about a guy who's a, a gold glover, silver slugger material. I really do. You know, it's been talked about over the past couple of years that he's the best defensive second baseman in baseball. And I don't think we'll ever be talking about him being the best offensive second baseman in baseball, but I, I could see him being a much more valuable player than he's been. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with Mike Schilt committing to him. You know, Mike Matheny really jerked Colton Wong around. He was in the lineup, he was out of the lineup, and by the time he got in rhythm, it didn't matter. You know, he's always had pop. I believe a couple seasons ago he had 15, 16 home runs, which for a second baseman is above average. I think we'll continue to see that kind of production from him. He's really locked in right now. First sip of that beer, it's really good. I can't wait to talk about this one. But I, I, I look forward down the stretch as we play a lot more games with Milwaukee. Seeing that Goldschmidt versus Christian Yelich uh, matchup, and I, I think that's our MVP race. I think those are the two guys that we're going to be talking about at the end of the year, uh, and it really might come down to the end of the year standings. You know, a lot of the time it's the best guy on the best team, and you know, you never know what's going to happen with this division. I, I think the NL Central is the best division in baseball, and having an MVP race in there is going to be outstanding. You know, yesterday whenever Yelich came up. Uh, you know, with a couple of guys on, Jordan Hicks pitching, even though I have the utmost confidence in Jordan Hicks, he's, you know, starting to work that change up in after being a fastball slider guy, his, his very short big league career. Uh, it just kind of felt like Yelich was going to do that. That was the kind of series he was having, you know, four home runs over that series, just like Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, you know, I, I really, I can't emphasize enough how important I think Paul Goldschmidt is going to be to this Cardinals team this year. Uh, yeah, I've always had an appreciation for him because he, he belongs on the Cardinals. Uh, you know, if he was a flashier guy, if he had a Bryce Harper attitude, everybody would talk about him. Uh, you know, he's a five-tool player. He's even got a little bit of speed. He'll go out and steal some bases for you. He's a gold-glove defender and a silver slugger guy at the dish. I, I can't say enough good things about him. He's... 
the best player we've had on our roster since Albert Pujols in his prime. And I, that's not an exaggeration. I, I don't think there's uh, a close second, maybe Matt Holiday. Whenever Matt Holiday was in his prime years, you know, we, we're going to do things with Paul Goldschmidt uh, that are going uh, to make a difference down the stretch. We've got him for the next five years, so I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, you know, uh, kind of the next topic I want to get into. I, I want to preface this by saying this is not an anti-Dexter Fowler podcast. Uh, I, I, I just I like the guy. He's likable. He's a clubhouse leader. And I really think he kind of got painted as a villain last season. You know, people criticizing his hustle, which I think is unfair. Uh, you know, so much of that had to do with his relationship with Mike Matheny, which appeared to be strained. Mike Matheny had a strained relationship with most of his players. Uh, that's a large part of the reason why he got ousted when he did. And, you know, whether or not he turns into 2016, 2017 Dexter Fowler, doesn't really matter. He's just got to be an on-base guy, and he's he's done well drawing walks so far this season. Uh, I think his OBP when I looked earlier today was around 400, which which is excellent. You'll always take that. Uh, and historically, he's been a great OBP guy. 2017, he went off with a little bit of power, and maybe he'll go back to that. It, it's so hard to say. And you know, all of that being said, and I do want to reemphasize, not an anti-Dexter Fowler podcast. That's not what I'm here to do. I do think um, before a whole lot longer, we'll see Jose Martinez uh, getting much more regular work in right field. And you know, that kind of leads into my thought that I think you'll probably see a lot more Tyler O'Neill in left field if Marcel Ozuna continues to look like this. It's, he just His throws just look awkward. It's like whatever shoulder problem he allegedly got fixed isn't quite there yet. I'm not, uh, not 100% sure. What's going to happen with that? It's uh, it's just been weird to watch these first few games. He was a guy that I was unbelievably excited about. I remember sitting at work, finding out we got that trade, and you know, pumping my fist and letting out a little yell in my office because I, I really thought uh, he was going to be a difference maker. And you know, last year he was good. Uh, you know, about 25 home runs, about 90 RBIs but not the MVP caliber player he had been the previous year. Maybe it was a flash in the pan deal. Maybe it's going to take some time uh, for him to acclimate. It, it's just been so weird after that surgery. I expected uh, him to go back to normal, and it doesn't look that way. I was listening to another podcast last year, uh, Best Podcast in Baseball with Derek Gould, if you want uh, a little bit more polished, a little bit more deep analytical podcast that's a great one to listen to I, I highly recommend it regardless after you get done listening to mine where they kind of talk about shoulder injury and how that plays into a guy's swing and how it affects that I, I really think that there's something to that and if his shoulder is still messed up then that could mean problems in every aspect of his game going forward so I really hope that that's not the case I want to take a second, because I didn't do this in the last episode, to plug the Twitter account for the Birds and the Beers. You can follow at Birds Beers on Twitter. Uh, you wouldn't believe the different things that are taken on Twitter.com as far as usernames. So it's at Birds Beers. The account name is the Birds and the Beers. You can get on there and follow the account. Uh, tweet me questions. Uh, 
you know, whether you're a Cubs fan, Brewers fan, Yankees fan, whatever, uh, I want to see what you guys are thinking about. What's on your mind this baseball season, whether it's about the Cardinals or about another team or about a beer that you would like me to get on here and talk about, or if you just have thoughts. Uh, I really want this to be an engaging podcast because this is something I'm doing for fun. And there really, to me, there's nothing more fun than interacting with an audience. Uh, if you can call what we have here an audience, I think that first episode got about 30 listens, which is honestly pretty cool. Uh, I'm very, very grateful to everybody that has listened. Uh, toss me a couple of retweets on Twitter, share it with your friends. Just anything we can do to build this thing up. I want to, want to have lots of people, uh, hearing me rant about my two favorite things, you know, kind of a snapshot of around the league so far this year. It's been kind of crazy. Uh, you know, you're talking about a last place Red Sox team. You're talking about a last place Astros team. And to me, that just kind of shows that there is no need for overreaction. Uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays are in first place in the East, you know, with Baltimore second in that division. The Royals are uh, first in their division, you know, with Cleveland being at 500. And the Seattle Mariners are five and one. I don't expect all of this to hold up. Uh, and I expect Houston to win the West. I expect Cleveland to win the AL Central. Boston or New York is going to win the AL East. Uh, and at least Phillies 3-0, I, that checks out. Bryce Harper's got a couple of home runs in his new pinstripes. Uh, first one being an absolute bomb on Saturday. Go look that video up if you haven't seen it. Uh, if you followed my personal account on Twitter, you would know that I really wanted the Cardinals to sign Bryce Harper. It's a shame that that didn't work out. Uh Milwaukee first in the NL Central at four and one. The Cardinals in a close second at two and three. The Cubs have looked terrible, and I have not been more excited about anything in a very long time. Uh, They got blown out by the Rangers over the weekend, and are kind of kind of taking some some lumps early on. And I, I hope to see that continue to happen. I I think that they're a second or third place team in this division. They're certainly not a bad team. I would say they're even. Probably a top 10 team in baseball, if I had to guess. Uh, you know, NL West looking a little bit more predictable. Dodgers on top there at 3-1. and one. Uh, The the Padres, the Fathers at 3-1 and one as well. You know, with a, with a couple of notable players signing Manny Machado. Uh, you know, you've got Eric Hosmer out there. Shout out to Joey Lucchese, uh, SEMO alum. I'm also a Southeast Missouri State alum. And, uh, you know, he's been excellent for the Padres over the past couple of years. It's, it's cool. Uh, a guy uh, from my alma mater getting into the league and making noise like he has. Uh, it's been really cool to watch. Uh, so just kind of the next segment here. I'm going to talk about this beer that's just awesome. Uh, I've only had one little sip here, so I'm going to take a second one and uh, get the full spectrum. Yeah, uh, if you drink sours, you need this beer real bad. Um, two-year-old spontaneous ale aged in oak barrels with strawberries. And for those of you that aren't uh, super beer nerds like I am, a spontaneous ale basically means that wild bacteria is introduced to a beer and that sours it. You know, you can kettle sour a beer, which basically means like you're doing something to that beer manually to make it sour. This is a natural process of souring. A couple years old beer aged in oak barrel with strawberries. Uh, this is one of the best strawberry flavors I've ever had in a sour. 
Uh, I've had a couple over the years, and this is refreshing. It's tart. Uh, it tastes really natural. Uh, you can tell that they used a lot of fresh strawberry in this beer. Uh, yeah, I can't find a single flaw in this. It's delicious. Like in the 30, 30 seconds I've been drinking this, I've got half the glass down. Uh, American Solera, the brewery, uh, fairly new to the Cape Girardeau region. Really, really excited about the stuff that they're putting out. Uh, they're mostly known for their sours, but uh, their stouts are really starting to gain some national notoriety. Uh, these are the same guys who started Prairie Artisan Ales in Oklahoma. Uh, just down the road is American Solera. Uh, I hope to make it down there eventually. I don't know why I'd ever be in Oklahoma. Uh, sorry to shun our Oklahoman listeners, but I just don't have a strong desire to get down there. But you know, if I'm ever rolling through, I am going to stop in Tulsa and check out American Solera. Uh, you need to get down to Cask if you're in Cape and pick up a bottle of this, especially if you're a sour drinker. Even if you're not, you might enjoy this anyway. I mean, it's a super nice beer for this time of year because it's light and crisp and you can just drink a ton of it. Not too tart. I'm, uh, I'm not getting that pucker that you get on a lot of sour beers. They're not trying to do too much with it. Yeah, this this one gets two thumbs up for me. I definitely recommend checking them out. So uh, that pretty much wraps up episode two here. Uh, a lot of thoughts about those first few games, but I'll just kind of leave it as a summary. I think this is a good Cardinal team. I don't really care what anybody on Twitter, and especially not on a garbage website like Facebook, think. Uh, I've seen a lot of Facebook takes as well, but I try to keep my time on Facebook as limited as possible. Uh, just hold on, everybody. Don't get bent out of shape yet. Uh, there's a whole lot of baseball. To be precise, there's 157 games left. So, you know, uh, 100 games from now, if things don't look better, you can look back on this and chastise me or whatever it is people on Twitter do with hot takes like that. Just keep on keeping on with the with the Cardinals. I don't expect to see us below third in this division and third in this division might very well earn you a wild card spot. So everybody hang on tight. It's going to be a good season. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Twitter at birds beers, and you can find us on Podbean right now, trying really hard to get this onto Apple podcasts. So stay tuned for that. Uh, that will be a much easier way to subscribe to the pod. So Everybody, thanks for listening. Have a great day and keep watching Cardinal Baseball.